This is the Out of Character Podcast. Introducing your host, Brian Colbert. Welcome, world, welcome to episode eight of the Out of Character Podcast. People, we took two weeks off because of the holiday, but we are back and ready for more fun with y'all we appreciate y'all listening for the first seven episodes man and guess what people we're in a new year we in 2021 and we're kicking off the out of character podcast with episode eight in 2021 i am your host brian colbert my friends call me bc you can call me bc too if you're listening and we appreciate you for listening for supporting for sharing for all of those things you do that keep us going that keep people watching that keep people listening and we hope to continue to give you dope content every single episode and episode eight is very important to me because it is the kobe episode episode eight and we're almost at double digits people so it's a big deal shout out kobe bryant god rest in peace my favorite basketball player of all time, my GOAT. Shout out to him, brother. We're going to put on for you. We're going to have a good episode for you. Shout out, mom. But now, Christmas, New Year's just passed. And as I told you guys last episode, my son was pulling up to Connecticut, was pulling up on me, and was spending Christmas at my brand new crib for the first time. And let me tell you guys, it was everything I could have imagined and more i had so much fun with little man we did so many cool things man he loved his room bro i put a ball pit a slide in his room you know he had the basketball hoop in there my man has like a nerf gun wall i tried to put on for him because i wanted him to think yo dad's house we gonna have a good time so my man just keeps wanting to come back we keep having fun and i think i did a great job man my man's told me it was the best christmas ever i don't know if he was just gassing me up you know how kids do this sometimes they just want to gas their parents and make them happy but he told me dad this was the best christmas ever and to me it was my best christmas ever because for those of you guys that don't know i have worked in media since getting out of college honestly since before i graduated college in 2012 i have worked in media and when you work in media people it means nine times out of ten you're working seven days a week nine times out of ten you are working every single holiday because people media does not stop unlike podcasts where we can take a break whenever we want business media does not stop people and i worked for espn for the past five years so espn you know that that's 24 7 all the time and they always needed people to work on holidays and me being me somebody just loves working i was always ready for it man i was always like all right man let's work and a lot of times i spent christmas either alone or i spent christmas flying and staying in a hotel waiting to get my little man the following day because i do not usually get him on christmases me and him get thanksgiving and christmases goes to his mom i usually get the day after or a couple days after stuff like that and then we do our own little thing but this year I got him for Christmas and not only that I didn't have to work on Christmas so I really got to enjoy Christmas for the first time in a really long time and what made it even cooler was not only was my son there but my sister and her husband pulled up on us man and it just it was so cool my first time ever having like guests in my home especially for a holiday like i'm one of those i'm super strange especially when it comes to my family i do not like having guests i do not like having people over in my crib not because of anything they did but because i just it's, it's too much pressure it's way too much pressure and i feel like i fumble under it every time because you gotta clean you gotta make sure everything's perfect and like yeah like i'm not a dirty person my crib stays clean but 
my family is like full of like folks with crazy OCD that like have to have every if there's like a speck of dust somewhere they're gonna see it it's gonna like alerts are gonna go off in their head like a siren like Robocop or something like that dirty home and like they're gonna talk about it for years after if they leave my crib so like that's what goes on in my head and it's, it's too much stress it's too much pressure and I never want to let people down especially not my family I want them to have a good time but this was my very first time owning a crib and hosting at the same time so the stress levels were crazy but i think i did a good job i think it was a great christmas i think my sister and her husband had a really good time and man it was just so so dope and it was crazy because all this great like it was the, just the best way to end the year let me say this was the best way to end the year i had my man up until new year's eve and bro it was so dope having a little man it was so dope being my fam and it was just such a great way to end the year and i just felt so good i just was like man 2020 was so trash 2021 has to be crazy because of the way 2020 ended and I was so excited to come back to the show and talk to you guys. I was super hyped because two weeks of not talking with you guys, bro, I was like, man, there's so many things to talk about. I had so many fun things planned, so many cool different things to us to talk about and laugh about. But I, I can't go there this episode with you guys, man. I wanted to have a fun episode. I wanted the things to be light and cool, especially because this is the Kobe episode, the number eight episode. But I would be doing you all a disservice if i did not talk about what has been going on recently what actually happened yesterday we record on thursdays and so yesterday things got very very ugly in america once again and it's not 2020 anymore so this is just something and it always has happened but now you know we have cameras we can see what's going on and once again america showed its ass man america showed not only how irresponsible it has been the last four years especially under this presidential regime but also once again the disdain they have for black and brown people in a situation where we weren't even really involved in it but it just it just was a glaring obvious sign that this country has so far to go and everything we've been telling you guys for years for years for years for years about how police about how the government about how america views and treats black and brown people it was on full display for all of the world to see because this isn't just america that sees these crazy things that's been happening it's the entire world it's the entire world that is looking at america and saying wow what the f is going on so on a day where congress is formally meeting to count up all these electoral votes and officially make joe biden the president of the united states trump's supporters went crazy pandemonium people they went crazy the mayonnaise militia went straight to the white house busted down the doors busted windows stole podiums took selfies with police all while not a single person was shot with 45 bullets. Not a single person was suffocated for eight minutes. Terrorists took over the White House. And I believe only four people died. One of those people just reported was an actual police officer. Imagine that. Surprise, surprise, people. Surprise, surprise. During a quote-unquote protest, which these were not protests. These were not protests at all. But somehow, some way, cops were able to show discretion during an act of terror when they're not able to show discretion while we're standing peacefully on the side of the street just holding a sign asking for peace somehow they were able to show discretion against these white terrorists that took over the white house this has never happened people this is a first we saw a group of people literally take over the white house and not only do that do it with little to no resistance cops were taking selfies with these terrorists 
they just allowed them to walk in. And you know what? Some people had listening to PC. Why would this happen? Why would all of these hateful, racist terrorists decide to storm the White House? Who would give them such an idea? Oh, who would give them such an idea, people? You guessed it. Y'all President Trump, y'all President Donald Trump, the guy that we elected into office, the, the reality TV star that we elected into office used his power irresponsibly. Go figure. It's a surprise. Are we surprised that we can blame this on Donald Trump? People, he held a rally and literally told the people to storm the White House. He did. Why did he do this? Why did he do this? Because this man just can't let go. This is the classic case of just move on, bro. Move on. Now, we've all been there. We've all been in these situations where somebody just does not get the hint, just does not want the relationship to end and refuses to move on. They're blowing up Instagram and Twitter talking shit about you. They don't only talk shit about you, but they're talking about your friends. They're talking shit about anybody that might support you. They're stalking your new flings page. Going through, liking certain pictures, sending random DMs. Back in the day, this type of person would call your mama's house and then hang up the minute moms answer the phone. All day long, they just call your house. Mama answer, hello? Dead silence, hang up. That is the type of insane, nutso loser person that Donald Trump is. Brother just will not let this presidency go. He won't let it go. He wants to tell everybody that we cheated or the electoral college votes were false and they were made up and this is just wrong and people I won. And surprising enough, he is able to get people to listen, much like a cult leader would. No matter what he says, no matter how crazy or asinine the statements that he makes, the people still follow and listen, no matter what. Maybe you guys are just that racist that you feel like you need this symbol of power to help you continue to feel comfortable in your lives. But people, let me tell you guys, this dude does not give a damn about you. He doesn't care about you at all. And I'm going to prove it right now. We are going to listen to a clip, just a small little clip of Donald Trump speaking during his rally. And I'm about to break down why he does not give a about you and continues to show he don't care. He don't care at all. Listen. We're going to walk down Pennsylvania Avenue. I love Pennsylvania Avenue. And we're going to the Capitol. And we're going to try and give. You know, the Democrats are hopeless. They're never voting for anything. Not even one vote. But we're going to try and give our Republicans, the weak ones, because the strong ones don't need any of our help. We're tr going to try and give them the kind of pride and boldness that they need to take back our country. So let's walk down Pennsylvania Avenue. I want to thank you all. God bless you and God bless America. Thank you all for being here. This is incredible. Thank you very much. Now listen to what he was saying. We're going to walk. We're going to storm. I will be right there. My man literally looked at y'all dead in y'all face and said, I will be there with you. He is not Jesus. 
He is not the Holy Spirit where without physically being there, he is there with you. No, people. My man had y'all commit felonies. And you know where he was at? By the time y'all stormed the White House, I guarantee you his private jet already took him back to New York. Or Jersey, wherever the hell he's at. I guarantee you he was as far away from D.C. as possible the moment he incited violence. He dipped out. That is the leader that you support. That is the leader that you are breaking laws for. That is the leader that you decided to destroy American history. Because you know what? Y'all might not care about slavery. Y'all might not care what y'all done to the Native Americans. Y'all might not care what y'all have done to my Latino and Latina brothers and sisters. But I know one thing y'all do care about is that White House. Is that government, these presidencies, and America's legacy outside of all the nasty, filthy shit America has done. This one is, y'all can't, y'all can't duck it. This one affects y'all there were republicans democrats there were white people that were affected by this a white police officer was murdered so now maybe you guys care now maybe there's a reason to make a change because now it's affecting y'all there are republicans that were saying dude this guy is bugging out cut it out cut it out because what y'all were doing while y'all were at that White House, y'all were making it so hard for Republicans to be able to own an office again. The Democrats got it now. Do you know how hard it is for the Republicans to get voted back in after what y'all just did? You know how many white Republicans are embarrassed by y'all and y'all leader? I have never seen so much division just within the Republican Party. Trump is tweeting about his vice president calling them names. That's how far gone this guy is. Going against the people that have been supporting him. He don't care about y'all. Because you know what happens when Joe Biden is the president? Shit, eight years from now, when Kamala's the president, Trump gonna be good. Trump ain't gonna be worried about none of y'all. Trump gonna be somewhere all by himself on an island. Cause you know Ivanka ain't coming with him. She, she don't rock with him no more. She probably already out the house. She probably already in the pack the bags. He's gonna be somewhere by himself sipping mimosas on a beach on his probably on his private island just chilling he's not worried about y'all and none of us this chaos he's causing he's gonna be able to leave this behind if somehow some way they don't manage to take his ass to jail all because he won't let go but the thing is he's not really doing nothing to fight for himself he's getting y'all to do it He's getting y'all to make noises. He's getting y'all to wear these red hats. He's getting y'all to make a fool of yourselves and march against the White House. That's y'all president. That's what he stands for. That's his legacy. That is the last thing we are going to remember about Trump and his presidency. Is that just like a scorned ex, my man couldn't let it go. He could not let it go. My man keeps texting. He keeps calling. He keeps DMing. You've had to block him on every piece of social media just to get this brother to understand that it's over. But he will not stop. Now he making burner accounts. Now he finding ways. Now he DMing your friends trying to figure out where you at and how he can get you back. That is Donald Trump, people. And that is the man y'all nasty racist are supporting i hope they throw the book at y'all i hope all of y'all go to jail and i also hope that this has taught americans all over the world no matter color or creed that this police force that this judicial system 
there needs to be a change within both because things like this should not happen you're telling me we could rush the white house you're telling me this whole time we could have rushed the white house like that you're telling me if a, if all the black lives matter people says you know what we about to get violent we rushing the white house you telling us it would have went the same way you telling us we wouldn't have a whole round in each and every one of our backs bro it would be man yeah i saw snipers on the roof of the white house and they wasn't there acting but if there was black folks oh my gosh they would have been like call of duty they would have been laying us out but but you know what okay say say, say for instance maybe you know what i'm saying maybe, maybe black people could do some shit like that right so you know what people because the white house is so easy to penetrate i say we rush that tomorrow and get these student loans taken away i say we get this stimulus check boosted up if it's that easy if it's that easy to cause chaos in our country why the fuck not you know why not because we know better because we know that we do not have the same freedoms that our white counterparts have and that's what we've been trying to tell y'all that's what we've been trying to tell y'all when colin kaepernick was kneeling that's what we were trying to tell y'all when muhammad ali decided not to go join the draft and fight for this country We've been telling you guys this for decades and we've been trying to get you guys to hear us. And if this doesn't do it, after everything black and brown people have been through in this country, if this doesn't do it, may God have mercy on y'all souls. Because there's no other explanation for this type of nonsense and ignorance outside of evil. Because that's what I saw on that white house lawn that's what i saw in the white house when these white folks were tearing things apart i saw evil i saw the devil that is hatred pain and anger and that is not something that us as black and brown people we don't come from that we come from god we are god's people and i will tell y'all that to the day i die i don't care who's listening i don't care what's at stake we as black and brown people are god's people and it's why we would never do anything like that it's why when we protest we protest out of love and solidarity because we do not have that type of evil in us we do not have that type of evil in us we are god's people these races have been trying to put us in cages and chains since they brought us here cages and chains but you know what i saw what i have seen from america is we're not the ones that belong in cages those people that were on the white house lawn those people that rushed the white house and were pitting on cops and threatening cops and threatening our government and threatening the people that they voted into this office those people belong in cages and chains those are the type of people that do mass murders those are the type of people shooting up our kids schools not us we're not those people we're not doing things like that those are the type of people that are bringing terror all around the world hateful racist bigots those are the people that belong in chains those are the people that belong in shackles those are the people that should never be able to see their families or ever see freedom again. But that's not how it works in America. Because the people that are supposed to put those people in cuffs are the people taking selfies with them while they're destroying our nation's capital. There's video, people. There's photographs of this. I'm not making this up. This isn't colorful rhetoric. This is real life and we all saw it. So now what happens? That's what I ask. What happens, people? People. 
Where do we go from here? Because I guarantee you, if people aren't arrested, if there are no repercussions to these actions, the precedent that we are setting as a country, we will never come back from that. Never. We will never be able to explain what happened yesterday if there are not serious repercussions if there are not people that are going to jail if there are not people that are losing their freedom because they committed treasonous acts against our country we'll bomb some brown folks won't we we'll brown some people we never seen before people that had never done nothing to us but all of a sudden we have legitimate acts of terror for the whole entire world to see televised for the whole world and nothing happens i sure hope not I sure hope that is not how this country goes out, people, because 2020 is already going to be hard enough to describe. Let's not let it seep into this year with all the ugliness and the ignorance. We finally got him out of office. He's gone. Let's leave that shit in the past. We know racism has been along way before Trump and it's going to last way after him. But this wild, outrageous shit that the world's on, this evil stuff, we got to lay it to bed, man. That's all I want to say about it, man. I do not want to do the whole show negative because, like I said, man, I came in here feeling good. I came in here feeling positive, people. So we're going to change it up. Like I said, this is episode eight. This is the Kobe episode of the Out of Character Podcast. I am your host, Brian Colbert. My friends call me BC. You can call me BC, too, if you listen. And we appreciate you for listening. If you are still listening, because people, I'm sorry. I know I went on a little rant. I know I got a little heated. But people, I care about my people. I, I care about my country. I'm somebody that comes from a military family. I truly care about America and want to see good things happen. Because I have seen other countries. And I'll tell you, I don't want to live nowhere else. I really don't. I really don't. It's not that great being a, a black man in America. But let me tell you, I don't really want to live nowhere else either. Canada's cool. I might do Canada. But you know what I'm saying? We've been here a long time, man. Let's, let's make this shit work. Let's make this country better. Please, people. Because that great again shit, we, we over that. We done with that, man. We moved past. And now it is good stuff and we're moving past we're moving forward people with the out of character podcast and as i said to start the show i had my family over for christmas guys i had my family over guys i was hosting i played host you know what i'm saying that was that was that was different for me like i said i don't really have family guests so i don't really have people over at my crib man i like to keep to myself but let me tell you, having my sister and her husband over for Christmas was a beautiful thing. And when I had, when I'm around them, right, because they're a little older than me, they have different life experiences than me, right? So they have lived all around the world because both of them are military. Shout out to them. And what's really cool about them is their life experiences because they're both in the military. So first of all, shout out to them. They both live in D.C. and they both were able to make it home safe. My brother-in-law actually works in the Pentagon. And, man, I was I was actually very, very worried about him because I didn't know what was going to happen. And he is a black man, um, a tall black man. And I feel like tall black men get it the worst. Um, but they were able to make it home safe. So shout out to them. Thank you guys for serving our country. So they have different experiences because being in the military, they get to be all over the place, right? And the last place they lived before DC was Hawaii. So, you know, you're hanging out with your family, you're telling stories and you're doing all this stuff. And the coolest thing about them coming over was that they brought their dog, Epo. She's, a, I don't know what her breed is, but she's a rescue dog. She's all black, beautiful, beautiful dog. The sweetest dog. Oh my gosh, she's amazing. And she just had surgery, so they have to keep her clothes. So they brought her over and she did great, man. She was a great house guest as well. While we were hanging out and she's sitting there, we start talking about black dogs. And I'm like, man, you know, I have two dogs already, but I would love to have an all black dog. They just look so nice. They're so pretty, man. They just look so smooth. And I feel like when I get my boy dog, it has to be a black 
dog. Like he gotta just look mean and nasty with the all black, but then smooth at the same time. Like it's like a professional tuxedo, but it's they fur. I love it. And I said, guys, I gotta have myself a black dog. So in my fascination with these black dogs, we're having this conversation and something very interesting comes up that I have never heard of before. My sister's husband made a comment and said, oh yeah, these are the type of dogs that they love to eat in Hawaii. Huh? Now, now we're talking Hawaii. We're talking about um, an American state. We're not talking about like some foreign land, all right? We're not talking about some foreign country where they don't know any better. We are talking about in Hawaii, in America, dogs like my precious little Ipo are seen as a delicacy. They eat these dogs all the time in Hawaii to the point where they said they would be walking Ipo, right? They'd be walking their dog and people would make little comments at them like, oh, she sure looks tasty. Ha! <laughs> Dinner? No, it is not dinner. This is my pet. But in Hawaii, it's normal. It's normal. It probably was more wild for them to have her as a pet than it is for them to eat dogs in Hawaii. That's probably how they viewed it, right? Insane. Insane. So I had to mention that to you guys because I had to think, like, what other weird shit do they eat in America that we don't know about? Because Hawaii's not that far. Like I said, it is America, and they eat black I've only been to Hawaii once, people. But let me tell you, hearing that they eat black dogs casually makes me not want to go. Makes me not want to visit there because I would hate to run into a situation where I accidentally ate dog. Oh, that could never happen, BC. Don't worry about it. That could never happen. It could happen, people. You know why? You know how I know it could happen? Because it's happened to me before. Yes, people, I have once ate dog. On accident. It was not on purpose. It, it was not intentional, people. I did not intentionally go out and eat dogs. People don't cancel me. Don't hurt me. I was just a child. I knew not what I was doing. It was not my fault. I was around adult supervision, and I should have been stopped by an adult. However, the adult that accompanied me during this time where I accidentally ate dog did not know either. And also ate the dog with me. We had no idea. So I'm going to tell you guys. So... Like I said, I grew up military. My parents, they like traveling. They like doing stuff. So this one time we decided to do Christmas in Korea, in South Korea. South Korea is a place where, you know, military, we're good there. It's not like North Korea. We good in South Korea. We have a military base out there. So that's where we visited. We visited Seoul, Korea is what I believe it was called. Not completely sure, but I'm just going to call it Seoul. Sounds good. Sounds good coming off the tongue when I said it. So we are in Seoul, Korea. And me and my dad are hanging out. There's a bunch of like different shops in Korea. Like Korea is very much like what you see on like TV. Like when you think of like China where it's just like stuff all over the place. There's people yelling and screaming on every side of the street. They're selling stuff. They're cooking stuff. They're cutting off chicken's heads. They're doing all kind of crazy stuff. That is where we were at in Korea. And we're, we're, we're in the midst. All right. We're in the midst of Korea and the nationals that embody Korea. The Koreans, right? So we're going around. We're shopping. We're looking at a bunch of cool things. This is me and my pops, you know what I'm saying? I'm a young man, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm young. I'm, I don't know no better. Me and my dad is going like, oh, man, I'm hungry. Psh, me, me too, pops. I'm hungry too. Let's go find some food. So somehow, some way, we end up at this place. And 
everybody speaks Korean. Surprise, surprise. Not many, not much English going on. And my dad's like, yo, let's, like, I'm trying to get some food for me and my son. He orders something. Now, in my mind, what had happened was, was my dad had asked the person, what is good for us to eat? And a lot of times when you're in these countries, they'll send somebody to you that kind of knows English, but really they only know like four or five words, but it's more than anybody else in the restaurant knows. So they're sending this person to you. So they sent this person to us that probably knew hi, hello, thank you, and please, right? That's probably the only four words he knew. So he says, hi, hello. And my dad's like, listen, we're hungry. We don't know. We can't read this menu. It's in a bunch of symbols. We cannot read it. Give us something that we can enjoy. Give us something good. Good? Good? The racer says, good, good. That was one of the words. I didn't mention that. That was five. That was word number five. Good, good. And he gave us a thumbs up. And we're like, yeah, thumbs up. Let's do it. Let's, let's get some good food. Let's get some good Korean food, right? We don't know no better. We're, we're just hungry. You know what I'm saying? So the waiter brings out this good food. And he says, good, good. And he gives us a thumbs up and he smiles at us, gives us the head nod. Like, good, good. And we're like, yeah, good, good. And man, we go to town. Boy, we eat this. And it was like rice and meat, right? So in our heads, it's like chicken or something. Like, we're like, oh, and like, we're hungry. So like, you know what I'm saying? We're not picky eaters. Me and my father, we will eat anything. You put food in front of us, we will eat it and we will eat it fast. Because we came to do one thing and that was eat. So we scarf this food out. Me and my dad are both like, mm. You know what I'm saying? You know, you're eating and you're just like, you're not really talking, but you're making noises and like gestures to let the person you're eating with know that the food is bomb. We in that mode. We're like, mm, 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 And we just making all, man, we bashing. It's so good. And the people in the restaurant are delighted. They are delighted to see these two black men enjoying a great meal that they prepared, right? They love it because when you eat foods in other countries and you enjoy it and you show that you enjoy it, man, let me tell you, they take it as a compliment. And these people were elated that we loved this food. So once we got done, my dad, you know, inquisitive, much like me, very inquisitive, like, man, I gotta know, I gotta know. So we asked the guy that knows five words in English, what, what is this? Like, can you tell us what, what this is? What, what, and we're pointing at the, what is it? Like, what kind of food? Like, what is this? Is it chicken? Is it chicken? You know, and maybe they understand the chicken. I don't know why we say it like that. Like, we said it just like, is it chicken? You know, like, we don't really talk like that. But, like, to him, we were talking like that. I don't know if we thought that he was going to understand us better. But in our heads, that's what it was. Chicken, chicken. And he was just like, no, 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 no. And he pointed outside. And there was a dude that was walking this, like, fair, like this wild mangy dog. And he pointed. And he said, good, good, good. And he pointed at the dog. And he's giving us the good. And me and my dad looked at each other. And I think it hit him before it hit me, because I'm just a kid. I'm not really co comprehending what's going on. You know, I'm still just a kid. You know, but I'm looking at my dad, like, for reassurance. Like, what is he saying, dad? Like, what is he saying? And my dad looks at me, and he, he gives the guy, you know, a little head nod. Don't really say much. He just gives a head nod. And he's like, come on, son. Let's, you know, let's go. And, you know, when your dad tells you to go, it's time to go. So we get up and we leave. And my dad's silent. Like, we're walking, because everywhere in Korea, you're walking, right? So we're walking back to where my mother and sister at. I believe my sister was getting her hair done at the time walking and my dad's real quiet man i'm just you know i was one of them kids that you know what i ain't gonna ask many questions you know what i'm saying i'm here for the ride i'm chilling but you know the silence is it's kind of off-putting where i'm telling like dad dad you you, you good bro you, you, you all right he looks at me and says son do you know what we just ate and then like my head starts like damn like the dog i'm thinking in my head like no please don't say it's dog please don't say it's dog he said i think we just ate dog son and i said what dog 
dog, what, no, no way, no way. And at this time, like I said, I'm a kid, I'm ignorant. I do not know that dog is a delicacy in Korea, much like it is in Hawaii, supposedly. And it's not just black dog in Korea, it's all types of dog. All shapes and form of pedal are getting ate in Korea. And let me tell you guys, I hate to say it, shit was good and tasted phenomenal i was very very upset just like my father that we were coerced into eating dog but let me tell you people i'll be honest with y'all don't kill me for it it was delicious it was prepared well it was seasoned well it was a little spicy the rice was cooked perfectly it was like that perfect amount of stick and it just it just went so good together it was delicious and delightful but that i think is what alarmed me the most about it people is that i enjoyed it is that I had this taste in my mouth that I know I would never get again and I will never do again because I do not believe in eating dogs, people. But imagine, imagine getting fed something like a cat or like human and you had no idea it was what it was and you thoroughly enjoyed it. And then you find out later, oh my gosh, you just ate Billy from across the street. Now you have to walk around knowing that you enjoyed eating Billy. You didn't do it on purpose. You're innocent. You're innocent. It wasn't illegal what you did. But you have to walk around knowing that you enjoyed it. And me, I'm a dog person. I have two dogs. I got to walk around knowing somewhere in the back of my head that y'all probably taste delicious. And when they told me that story about Epo and the guy said black dog tastes delicious, in my head, I said, damn, me and my pops probably ate black dog that one day. We probably ate black dog that one day because damn, if that meat was not delightful, pause. I'd be damned if they didn't cook that ish up. Now, people. I am not proud of this story and I do not share this story because it is a proud highlight moment of my life. Actually, I have never told anyone this story before. This is an OOC exclusive. This is a story I am sharing with you all because the conversation between my sister and my brother-in-law made me realize one thing. Other people might be in the position that I'm in. Other people might travel to other places, even places close by like Hawaii, and not realize that they are out here serving feline and dog. They are serving both of these things to us, and they will not necessarily always tell us that that is what they're eating. They'd rather see us eat it, enjoy it, and then tell us later so that we can't judge because they say, you know what, guys? Y'all ate it too, and you enjoyed it. I saw you. I saw you picking out the, the meat from your teeth because it was so good. I saw it. And that's how they're going to treat you. They're going to laugh and they're going to smile and say, ha-ha, we're not the crazy ones. So people, understand this while y'all traveling. Because it, it's my understanding from social media that y'all just going to have a traveling frenzy in 2021. Regardless of the pandemic, y'all going to be out and about all 2021. So if that's the case, if you guys are going to be out and about all 2021, people, let me tell you guys what you eat be careful that good looking meat paws that looks like chicken that you want to eat be careful because it might be dog people let my sacrifice for y'all be the only sacrifice made when it comes to eating dog people because that's let me tell you that's not something you want to live with that is not something you want to know and have in your head but you know what now the world knows now all of you guys know now i have shared another piece of myself because that is what i started this podcast for people is to share my life's journey with you all people this is episode eight of the out of character podcast i am your host brian colbert my friends call me bc you can call me bc too if you're listening and we appreciate you for listening now people i feel like i owed you that story i feel like, even though i'm gonna get a lot of heat for that i feel like i owed you guys that because of how we started off episode eight because how we started off the kobe episode i 
felt like I owed y'all that. And I feel like I owe y'all something else too. I feel like I owe y'all a little more comic relief. Just a little more. Just a little more. And you know what? That means it is the perfect time for my favorite segment, your favorite segment, the champ of all champions. We call him Champ Champ because he didn't just win it once, he won it twice. It's your boy, James Meeks, with another episode of Meeks on the Streets. Meeks, 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 Meeks. She belongs to the streets. I'm from the streets, bitch. Meeks in the streets. I love the game. I love the hustle, man. Oh, excuse me, what's this? Oh yeah, fantasy champion, baby. Oh yeah, you see it? Oh yeah, I'm not gonna talk about it, cause I'm a one, not a one-timer, but a two-time champion. Oh yeah, fantasy champion, baby. Oh yeah, your boy Meeksiana out here on the streets. Not only is he talking about niggas in the streets doing they dirt, I'm out here winning fantasy championships. I'm out here taking your niggas money, bro. Yeah, out here doing the damn thing. First place, baby, you read it. Read it in a week. Your boy Mixiana, aka James, the lover of dames, aka Jimmy with the stimmy. You know what I'm saying? I'm out here doing a damn thing. You know what I'm saying? Your boy out here doing a damn thing. And I'm saying making moves. Keep this close by so y'all hoes know what time it is. Next year, taking your money too. Anything. To a trophy for those of you that are listening. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? This week's uh, story is pretty much sponsored by Fantasy Trophies. You know what I'm saying? Fantasy winners all over the fucking globe. You know what I'm saying? We out here doing the damn thing. You know what I'm saying? You see, I got the Ohio State hat. You know what I'm saying? They going to the championship too. As my boy Ha Ha Davis would say, we going to the residence. You know what I'm saying? We doing the damn thing. You know what I'm saying? Just peak game. So yeah, this story is uh, is back to our college days. It's actually about another story about me and my boy B. My boy Sleezo, my old boy BC, you know what I'm saying? BC with the dreads, you know what I'm saying? Um, we used to be roommates, for those who didn't know. And um, we oh, threw man. wild parties. We threw the wildest of parties, okay? Um, Project X-ish type, maybe? I don't. I don't do the comparisons. I don't do that. I'll let you do the comparisons. Those who were there, you tell me how wild it was. I'm just going to tell this story, okay? So, anyway, miss of the party, you know what I'm saying? Um, have a homie come tap me on the shoulder, like, yo, you got a homie getting sloppy toppy, getting throat in your bathroom in the back, in the, like in the back way. And I'm like, ah, okay, that's just who he is. You know, we knew this may be an issue. We just was hoping that it wouldn't be so soon. We were only like an hour or so into the party. Um, so, you know, we were just like, okay, whatever. Day goes on, night goes on, you know, party continues. We pursue. And um, now, mind you guys, for those who didn't know, this is a three-story floor, I mean, a house, you know, it's a part i mean a bathroom on the top floor main floor and then in basement as well yeah flex um, on them real quick yeah three stories you know and so you know for those who didn't know we was doing the damn thing in lincoln you know what i'm saying lincoln nebraska we was flexing on your hoes you know what i'm saying i flexed on multiple hoes i'm the champion for a reason motherfucker anyway <laughs> back to my story um so uh now mind you the main floor is where like all the bedrooms are so like that's where like my bedroom is that's where my my roommate 
uh, Slim bedroom is, you know what I'm saying? So that's where at the time we were like, we gonna lock all the coats, purses and everything. We gonna lock everything upstairs in the bedrooms. And then like we had the party on the main floor and then the basement floor, yada, yada, yada. So now mind you, homie already got caught getting, getting throat on the main floor bathroom, okay? So I'm going upstairs and I'm, I'm trying to entertain some, some guests myself, you know what I'm saying? Try to do my thing. And you know what I'm saying? Um, but I have to use the restroom for, you know, just re to refresh myself as well. I mean, there's a party, as they, as they will say. Um, you know what I'm saying? We live. So, um, you know, I, it's locked. The door is locked. It's, it's my apartment. I mean, my house. I'm sorry, my house. I pay rent here. I pay the bills. There's no reason why this should be locked. So I'm knocking on the door and I'm trying to figure out who the fuck is in here because you ain't paying no rent here. So you need to figure out how to get the fuck out of here. And I hear, hold on. And I, as soon as he says it, I knew exactly who it was. And I was just like, God damn it. <laughs> now, can we be clear real quick that this is not me? Because the way you're telling the story, you're making it sound like it's me doing it. So let's let's just make that clear real quick, can we? No, 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 no. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to be clear, to be clear, this is not my boy BP. This uh, is not the you, other roommate, you. my homie Slim, Slim Thugger. <laughs> Hey, shout out Slim Thugger, Shout Town, you know what I'm saying? Shy Town here living. Hey, but you know what I'm saying? So it wasn't my roommate. It's not my roommates. It was just some random, should say random, because we know this nigga. But it's an acquaintance. Damn, can't say acquaintance, because we still know this nigga. We really it's know this nigga. It's, kind of, it's like the homie, bro. It's the homie. A participant, a participant of the party is what I should say. Okay, yes, you know what yes, I'm saying? Sir. Okay, so, um, so they finally unlocked the door. But I, what happened was, Shadi unlocked the door a little prematurely, okay? Because if you're getting busy in the bathroom, you should wait till everyone's appropriate before you unlock the door. Especially because if I pay bills, the moment you unlock the door, I'm busting in this bitch. Who the fuck in here? Granted, I know in there, but I want to see what the fuck going on because I'm just a nosy ass nigga because you know how I get down. So, but anyway, <laughs> so she unlocked the door a little prematurely. So I opened the door and it was, she was shuffling. Ooh. And he just was butt ass naked. And I was like, <laughs> twice. I legit wonder, and it was like, twice, nigga? And he was just like, my bad, bro. Man, Shawty just wanted it. Now, mind you, not the same girl. This was one chick on the floor, on the main floor giving him throat. This is a whole nother chick on the second floor on my in my bathroom, bro. In the main floor, I didn't care because it's not too me. I don't, that's not my bathroom. <laughs> it's a trap house, bro. We was living wild. We was living lavish. God damn it. All right. So the main floor bathroom was for it was for it was eh. it was for it was for gifts. It was for takes. You can have it. My bathroom was sacred, okay? And he was getting sexified in my bathroom, and I didn't like it. And I did not like it. During this party, this huge, huge party, right? Yeah, for those yeah. that are listening that did not attend this party, this was my, I believe, my 21st birthday party, I believe. It was your 21st, Frank's yes, sir. 21st birthday party. And we're in Nebraska, so when you're in Nebraska, you throw house parties. And we had a big-ass house, so we threw a house party. Now, I just have to ask you one question. While this was all going on, where was I at? And where was Slim at? Do you remember? <laughs> <laughs> Slim being our right, other so roommate. So listen, so listen, so listen. So real shit. So Slim 
just so happened to just walk upstairs just with her homies too. So Sloan was like, who the fuck is in the bathroom? So when we caught him on the second time, me and Slim was on the same floor. Cause we was like, who the fuck is in here? Where you were is a mystery. Have no idea. I'm going to say entertaining guest. <laughs> That's a nice way of putting it. Yo, entertaining guest. You know, you, you know what I'm saying? Now the first time this shit happened, I don't know where anybody was. I do know it was pretty early in the night. It was right after we played PG Click. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Shout out my boy Dom Ken, PG yes, Click, one of the latest songs, you know what I'm saying, of our times. Um, and the couch broke, and then somebody, some white dude just tapped me on the shoulder. was like, yo, somebody's getting neck in your bathroom. And I was just like, <laughs> what? Because <laughs> at this point, we're all done. And we're all gone at this point. And, and by this time, we're, it's literally like a couple hours, and we're, literally, we're a little slosh, bro. We're a little toss. So I was just like, okay, like, whatever. And so, like, where we were to where it compares to where the bathroom was, it was, it was like, it was eye view, like an eye distance view, but I wasn't really necessarily close. So I wasn't actually like in a rush to go over there and figure out who the fuck was getting next. I'm just like, I've, I've achieved. I've, I've, I've accomplished a goal. Niggas is getting neck in my party. You're welcome. So... But I was also like, damn, this is my, but this is also the main floor. Again, I mentioned earlier, I didn't give two fucks about the main floor. We've done a lot of other things. The main floor bathroom is, it's kind of up for grabs. Um, but as he as they were walking out, I seen the participants exiting the bathroom. So I did kind of know what was going on, but I was just like, eh, whatever. I mean, and I and I guess I guess I kind of should have preferenced, you know, or prefaced essentially um, that um, that these people were caked up the whole night. You know what I'm saying? I didn't necessarily think it was gonna go the way it was gonna go because one guy I would say is pretty hot in these streets, and another girl, should I say, is um, not. So, <laughs> um, and she was a little, just a little, just. Yeah, yeah. I feel like if you guys know yeah. that I have to take this long to think about what yeah. the fuck I have to figure out how to say this, we should know that she just wasn't, she just wasn't enough. So we're just gonna leave it at that. I applaud him. He did achieve the goal that we were all going for, okay? We were all going for the ultimate party, the party where niggas have sex at, the niggas with parties just where shit get broken at, you know what I'm saying, where the cops may come and they actually did and they shut that bitch down, you know what I'm saying, where niggas is on the roof, you know what I'm shit get broken, you know what I'm saying, neighbors fucking coming over and they just fucking was like, I don't like you, but we gonna join the party anyway because we fucking here and it's fucking live, bitches is everywhere, that's the kind of party we all wanted and that's the kind of party we achieved and that's what the fuck happened. So. Were we mad that he was having sex on every floor of our house? Yes. But was I happy at the same time? Yes, because my nigga solidified that we threw one of the latest parties in motherfucking Lincoln, motherfucking Nebraska. And for those who was there, you're fucking welcome. And for those welcome, you're unfortunate. And for those who wanted to throw another one, hit me up. It's your boy Meeksiana, and we back on Meeks on the streets. It's just see the third shirts. My boy Brian got the third shirt on. Hey. I'll add us.
Ladies and gentlemen, that was my favorite segment, Meese on the Streets. And let me tell you, people, when he started mentioning, oh, this is a story of me and BC when we lived together back, I was terrified. I had no idea what kind of business he was going to spill on me. But it wasn't too bad. That that was fine. He, My man did a good job, bro. Shout out to Meese, man. He looked out because I showed it start sweating. I said, ah, shit, he about to tell. Because I never know what he's going to tell, right? I never know these stories. But let me tell you, that night was crazy. That Whew, that was one of the wildest house parties I've ever been to. Shout out to my whole team for putting that party together for me. Man, it was a good time and some wild stuff happened. And that's not even like, that's just the tip of the iceberg. I hope he continues to tell you stories about the night because it got crazier and crazier as the night went on. So shout out Meese. That's Meese on the Streets. This is the Out of Character Podcast, Episode 8. I am your host, Brian Colbert. My friends call me BC. You can call me BC too if you're listening. And we appreciate y'all for listening because y'all listen, y'all share, y'all subscribe. Y'all hit me up and talk to me about the conversations I have on this podcast. And because you guys support so much, people, we got another sponsor. Now, last week, you know, I, I had my first sponsor. That was pretty, pretty cool. But this week, baby, we stepped it up. We got us a big gun this time, people. We got us a big gun. We got us a new sponsor. Because of y'all support, because of the love y'all show the Out of Character Podcast, we are able to continue to get new partners, new sponsors in that we feel will help y'all out. Because we're not just going to get sponsors and just throw stuff at you guys and let y'all listen to BS. We want to bring things to the table that are going to help y'all lives out. So check this out. We have a new sponsorship. We have a new partnership. And I want to introduce our new partners to my out of character family. And that is Audible. Audible, the number one spoken word audiobook entertainment source for America. People, Audible is partnering with Out of Character to give you guys one free month of their services. Now, if you have an iPhone, if you have a janky Android with the green bubble, you can download Audible for free. It's an app. You can download it on your devices. You can pull it up on your computer at work if you're bored, if you're busy during your commute. Audible is here for you. But why sign up for a membership, BC? If it's free and I can just download my phone, why sign up for a membership? Because, people, memberships to Audible come with some great things. You can stop and pause whatever you're listening to say you're into a good book and maybe you get a phone call and you have to pause and get back to your spot you can do that with an audible membership say you want to download a book a podcast a memoir from one of your favorite entertainers you can do that and have it so it's offline because you know sometimes if you're on the subway you lose signal and if you lose signal, you don't want to lose your book because now you're sitting here and now you're hearing the, the subway cars and you're hearing all the noise and the people sneezing right next to you and the boombox up the way where a boy is dancing and breakdancing and doing all kind of crazy shit. You are going to have to listen to all of that if you are not able to download your audiobook, people. If you are not able to download your Audible podcast, but you can do it. You can do it now and you can do it for free, people. You can do it for free with one month with a free trial from your people are out of character, man. We are here to help you out. Like I said, I'm trying to bring y'all free stuff. A free month. It's a free month. All you got to do is sign up, get your free month. And if you don't like it after 30 days, people, you can cancel it. You can call me and tell me about it. You can complain to me. But people, I promise you, you will enjoy Audible. Because it's not just audiobooks. It's not just podcasts. It's wellness programs. It's self-help. It is motivational talks from your favorite celebrities. It's memoirs from President Obama. There is all kind of things on Audible, people. And it is right at your fingertips right now because we are out of character have one month free just for you all you have to do is go to www.audibletrial.com slash d t-h-e-o-o-c 
podcast people that is audibletrial.com slash t-h-e-o-o-c-p-o-d-c-a-s-t the OOC podcast audibletrial.com slash the OOC podcast if you go to that link you you can get your free month of audible people and I promise you what a way to start the new year than to just get up on some new books man just to get up on some new podcasts get up on some new inspiration people I'm telling you and like I said they even offer wellness type content where you can listen and it's not only good for your mind but it's good for your body and your spirit and that is the type of energy we need going into 2021 people so please do not hesitate get your free trial try it out baby because you know what for me for instance i have a goal i want to finish 10 books this year now 10 books might not seem a lot to people but for me somebody i'm not an avid reader i'm not somebody that truly enjoy sitting down and reading the book because i have a hard time focusing so when audiobooks were brought to my attention it was another way for me to be able to consume books still get that education still get that wisdom while not having to do the conventional holding a book and reading it as if i was in third grade english class people once again audibletrial.com slash t-h-e O-O-C-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. That's audibletrial.com slash the O-O-C podcast. People, I'm telling you, these audiobooks are where it's at, man. A lot of my people, y'all live in the city, y'all live in bigger cities, y'all commute to work. Audible can take care of you. And like I said, if you're in one of those places where you don't get a lot of signal, because signal is trash in the Northeast. Let me tell you, signal is terrible, especially when you're commuting. People, it doesn't matter because if you have the membership, you can download all of this content on your phone and you can stream it across all of your devices with just this one membership. And you can pick up where you left off. You can stop. You can start listening to it on your phone, end it, and then pull it up on your work computer and continue whatever book, whatever memoir you were listening to at the time, people. So please get this one month trial because we're here for y'all. And let me know how you like it because I've used Audible for a while now. I was put onto it from my sister and her husband and I have loved it ever since, man. I am so thankful that they wanted to partner with us, that they decided that the OC podcast following was deserving of some free content a free month at their service so people hit the link enjoy it and let me know if you enjoy it and if you do enjoy it we will keep this partnership going and if you guys continue to use it maybe audible will do some other cool things for us and we can do some more fun stuff with you guys give some giveaways please hit me up let me know how you guys like audible one more time for the people that are hard of hearing if you want that free month compliments of ooc tv all you have to do is go to www.audibletrial.com slash the OOC podcast. That's T H E O O C P O D C A S T. There you go, people. Hopefully, I did a good job. Audible. I know you're listening, man. I hope you enjoyed it, bro. Cause that was, you know, what I'm saying that was a, that was a lot. That was a mouthful, but. I believe in y'all. I believe in what y'all represent. And I appreciate y'all for giving our audience a chance to get some free stuff. So shout out Audible. We appreciate y'all. We hope we can keep working with you guys. Been so dope partnering with you guys. I can't see what we do in the future. Hopefully, we prove to you guys that you made a good decision trusting us. So, people, that is episode eight of the Out of Character podcast. And we're about done. But before I let you go, people, because we're almost done. We're wrapping up the show. Before I let you go, last episode, it was before Christmas time. I... Mention my brother Randall, mention my homeboy Randall and how he has this infatuation with Christmas music. And 
I showed you guys what I said was his favorite Christmas song. I thought it was, like I said, I called it his jam, and I played it for you. Last Christmas by Wham. If you didn't listen to the last episode, check it out. If not, just put in YouTube Wham last Christmas, and you will understand that no brother ever, ever should be listening to this song, especially during Christmas, especially when you're about to celebrate Black Jesus' birthday. We're not doing that, people. We're not listening to Wham no more, but... My man hit me up. He listened to the show. He said, you know what, man? You painted me out wrong. You made me look like a sucker. I want to jump on the podcast and rectify things. I want to clear my name. So what I'm going to do, people, I'm going to see if he's still up. It's late. It's late right now, but I think he's on the West Coast and we're on the East Coast. So we might have some time. I am going to call my boy Randall and I'm going to allow him to explain himself before we end this episode. Hello? Mr. Randall Owens, this is Brian Cobra from the Out of Character Podcast. How are you doing today, sir? Oh, I'm doing good. I am so honored to receive a call. Hey, brother, you know, I'm honestly glad you answered because I almost feel like, you know what I'm saying, I disrespected you last episode, and that was not my intention, sir. <laughs> I thought I was painting a true picture based off our last conversation, but, brother, me and you had a conversation about it, so you know what I said? I got to get my boy on the show. I got to let him explain himself. Now, bruh, tell me you were not in the kitchen baking cookies to Wham! last Christmas. Just tell me that doesn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> no, that does not happen. Well, I ain't gonna front. It might have happened once or twice. <laughs> but, I appreciate uh, your honesty. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm a lover. I'm a lover of music. Period. So mm-hmm. I mean, you gonna catch me in there listening to anything when I'm doing my thing. But when's last Christmas? You know, that's a you gotta ask around. You know, that's that's a Christmas classic. It truly is. It might not be now. The video, like I told you. <laughs> That was my first time seeing that video, and that shit was wild. Oh, my <laughs> God. Uh, if, if I had seen the video, I would just send you, like, a link on Tidal or Apple Music. I wouldn't have sent you that video. That was crazy. <laughs> but, no, uh, I'm, I'm a lover of all music, so, you know, Christmas music is right up in there. And like I was telling you, you know, if I was trying to start you off with Christmas music, I would start you off with, like, Aretha Franklin, um, Joy to the World, or Johnny Gill, or somebody, Brian McKnight, somebody completely different. But brother, oh, but brother, was, in our conversation, best. that is the first song you mentioned. Like, you came to me yeah. with it. Like, you were like, hey, man, you're bugging out. I love Christmas music. And I was like, what's a good Christmas song? And that's the first thing you hit me with. So I, I oh, expected, no, you, had... you know. <laughs> no, no, no. See, I sent you that, and I thought it was even a joke. Because I know that's a Christmas deep cut. But if I was honestly trying to start you off, I would start first. I would start that from black people. Cause you're not gonna, I'm not gonna throw you no white Christmas song off the rip, and that's no disrespect to the white people who raided the dang uh, the U.S. Capitol yesterday. That's just, that's just facts. Anyway, because <laughs> I would guarantee you, every single person that was on that White House lawn yesterday listens to Wham last Christmas. I will say that. I, I, I believe that. But I just didn't believe that you were listening to it. <laughs> oh man. Well, that's the other thing we got into. You know, I like I said, I love all music, and so there's a category called Blue Eyed Soul. And that's, it stems, you know, back from the 50s and 60s when when white people would do soul music and they wouldn't put themselves on a cover as a way to infiltrate the black community and get their, you know, their listen, their listens on their, um, <clears throat> for the record, basically. And so that, that extends all the way to, you know, today. It's not, it's nowhere near the same thing. Um, but it, that's, that's part of what it is. And so that's why you get, you know, in like the 70s and the 80s early 90s that's, I mean truth be told that's where you get John B in the 90s um, that's where you get Hall and Notes in the 70s and 80s it's that same type of music and I you know I'm, I'm fucking around and uh, listening to some Blue Eyed Soul it's good music so I'm with it 
<laughs> now, now th that was kind of one of my issues with Christmas music. Was like you said, you know, the, the, there's been plenty of times where our culture has just been taken and stolen from other cultures, right? But I feel like when it comes to Christmas music, we're the ones taking stuff like that. Christmas music, it all derives from these white ass old songs. I feel like, is there any like original black Christmas music? Like I know, like somebody said, oh, Chris Brown's Last Christmas, but that is a rendition of another song. Is there oh, yeah, an original black Christmas song? So this Christmas is actually one of the best black Christmas songs. Is it originally a black Christmas song? Yes. Yes, that's oh. Donny Hathaway. And Donny Hathaway is an R&B god. Okay, see, I wasn't hit. Like, see, I've heard I've heard his rendition as well, but I thought, like I said, it was a rendition and not an original. So he actually no, created this. So if I'm listening to a Christmas song and it's this Christmas, I am supporting black culture, is what you're saying? Yeah. And, and then oh. also you got um, and I, I got I got one other thing to say on that too. But uh, Nat King Cole's the Christmas song from Nat King Cole. Um, I'm pretty that's his song too. I'm pretty sure. I, I'm not don't don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure that's his song also. Oh. But also when, think about it. Think about it. When you look at when you even if it's a black artist redoing a white Christmas song, we do this better. That's that is true. Exactly. We do everything better. That is very true. I will humbly so say that. When, so even if it's like, you know, somebody redoes, I don't know, let it snow. As a matter of fact, let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. But I think Bean Crosby sings that or something like that. Um, I know Frank Sinatra has a couple versions of it. All fine songs in their own right. But Boys to Men and Brian McKnight took the song Let It Snow, chopped that shit up, and now it is a Christmas Christmas classic. Where you get let it snow, and they're talking about the love of a woman. They're talking about Christmas. Just All added soul to it. Added, added flavor to added, it. Exactly. And I exactly. appreciate us being able to add flavor to it. But in my mind, Christmas music, we didn't have any originals. Until you just educated me, brother. So you know what I'm going to do right now? On live, out of character. <laughs> on live, OOC. The cameras is here, brother. Listeners are listening. Brother, I am going to take back what I said about Christmas music because you know what? Oh Next year, God. brother, we're going to have you on the show and you are going to give me a list of your best black originated Christmas songs. Are you willing to do that for us? Oh, most definitely. And if you do that, brother, and I and I start jamming and we start listening and it's, and it's good times, brother, I will take back my statement on Christmas music and I will never, ever talk trash about Christmas music again. How does that sound? <laughs> That sounds great. I mean, don't take away your stance. If that's your stance, you know, roll with it, roll with the heart. That's one of my favorite things about you. Shoot, since the day I met you, that's been my thing about you. Because, you know, you have a, somewhat of a valid point. The, the, I think we were kept out of Christmas music for the longest time. I agree. So, so I don't think you should, uh, I don't think you should back down on that in, in any regard. But we do, you know, in every game on the face of the earth. We got our stake in it. All right, brother. So, man, I appreciate you, you know, giving us your information, man. You know, you educated me, you know, helped me realize that maybe some of my <laughs> statements previously were ignorant, brother. I'm sorry for painting you in a bad light. But as fun as we are having right now and as much fun as it is talking to you, brother, and catching up with you, I do need to get your take. As a black man, I got to get your take on what happened yesterday. Because yesterday will be a day that lives on in infamy that will be an historic day in American culture. Um, even though it's awful, it is definitely a part of American history from here on out. Sure. Can you tell us, please, just how you felt about, you know, what you saw yesterday? Uh, so, yeah, yeah. Um, 
But uh, I guess put it plainly, I needed a, a quick second to think about it. But it's uh, it's pretty to, my, to me, it's pretty obvious. So this is completely, or should have been completely expected. Even when you look online, the past couple weeks, mm. people have been talking about this in a lot of forums. But why it really should have been expected is whenever there is a period of black progress. There is a period right after that black progress, or that sometimes stops that black progress, of white backlash. Now, we've talked mm. about this ever since Trump got elected. You know, we had Obama, if you want to say we had Obama, and then Trump, then they elected Trump. That is a perfect example of white backlash. It's the mm. same type of white backlash that, you know, once the, the slaves are free in 1860, well, the Emancipation Proclamation was signed in 1863, but we say they're officially free in 65. Once that happened, you have the Ku Klux Klan yep. who was created in 1865. It's the same type of backlash. Also, when you have the end of Reconstruction, what that was a an area an era of prosperity for Black people. Once that's ended by a basically a, a transfer of power when it comes to the, the South and the presidency, they allowed one president to be in in order for what was it troops to be withdrawn from the South so that Jim Crow laws can now be enacted all, all across the South. It's always an era of a period of white backlash after black progress. <clears throat> so what we saw yesterday was just the end of this four years white backlash. I don't even want to say the end because there are also, you know, there are some um, thoughts that it's going to happen again on the 19th, right before the inauguration. Like this is, it's obvious. It's a terrible, terrible moment in American history, but I, I stretch to say it's the worst. And I know that sounds, I don't want to say morbid, it sounds a little inconsiderate. We have had school shootings that have been ignored. Children, and yes, four people died yesterday. And I do not mean to diminish their lives or do not mean to diminish the loss of any life. Any, any life lost period is tragic, regardless of the circumstances. And it was terrible yesterday. What was really bad about yesterday, though, is, yes, they breached and entered the Capitol, our United States Capitol. But look at everything surrounding that. Look at the police frat, uh, fraternizing with the mob. Look at the, the, the way that they were let in. Look at what happened. Yes, four people died. But count, compare that with numbers when people are peacefully protesting, mm -hmm. when people are going to school. When people get stopped for routine, and or not even, they don't even want to say routine, um, traffic stops. Look at the numbers in that way. This is expected in this nation. It's almost a function of it. Yep. And that is why this should live in infamy. Not just because they breached the Capitol, but because of how it has been handled. And I think that, and I pray... Because you see jokes, you see memes about it. I pray that when the history books do tell the story, that is what they focus on. And not just the fact that a couple of quote-unquote bad apples got in and made a mess of the White House, the state capitol. But that the imagery that was shown to the masses, not just to our country, but to the entire world, was that of sure. which is something else that proves that black and brown lives mean less than white lives. 
And I hope that For that sure. is what everybody got out of yesterday. Because you're right. It is easy to just say, oh, um, a, a, a few group of people, they stormed the Capitol, blah, blah, blah. But only four people died. Nothing many were hurt, blah, blah, blah. No, that's not the story. That is not the story, brother. And I'm so <laughs> glad that you were able to jump on here, bro. And have a laugh with me, but also talk about this. People, as you can tell, this is a very educated brother. We went to college together. This brother is born and raised in Nebraska. So his lens on yeah. social and racial injustice is, is trust me, it's something you want to listen to. Because if you're born in it and you're constantly dealing with it every day, and then you've worked your whole life to get out of it and make it to somewhere that's maybe a little more diverse. Let me tell you people, those are the type of people you want to listen to and stuff like this because they've lived it. They've been fighting for racial justice for the whole lives, not just for the past few years when it's been trendy. So Randall, man, thank you so much, brother. I mean, you, I, I can't wait to have you on the show more, man, because you've seen my my fight and my struggle in Nebraska, you know, trying sure. to get equality and things like that. And a lot of people don't know nothing about it because I don't really talk about it. But brother, man, I'm so grateful for you jumping on, man, sharing your wisdom with us, bro. You educated me on Christmas and also you educated the people on what's going on and gave your um and gave your perspective, bro. So grateful for you, man. Thank you so much for jumping on with us. Most definitely, all love. Thank you. Hey, brother, I appreciate you, man. God bless you, bro. Stay safe out here, man, because Lord knows we all need to stay safe and prayed up, brother. And man, I'll talk to you soon, bro. All right. Hey, peace, peace. man. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Randall Owens, my guy. Man, I, I hope you guys can get to know him. Maybe he can jump on a Zoom or something like that. Y'all can actually see his face. I believe he's in Washington, um, Seattle, Washington. Not Washington, D.C. He's in Seattle, Washington. Um, so shout out to him, man. It's a great brother, as you could tell. Very, very educated. Very smart. And somebody that really knows his stuff and takes his time before he comments on things like this like he said man my man actually told me when we were off air that he had been up just writing just writing trying to get all his thoughts down not because i he knew i was because he had no idea i was gonna ask him about that when i called him um but just because that's what he was doing to reflect and i know a lot of us we need that we need to reflect we need that therapy and we need to find ways creative outlets for us to not go crazy because not only is all this nuts racist stuff going on we're in a pandemic we're in a part of time where people can't pay their mortgage, can't pay their rent. They're losing their jobs. They can't find their jobs. They're struggling to find ways to provide for their families and feed their families. And in times like these, people, you got to find ways for that therapy. Now, I'm, just, I'm not talking about this going to see a shrink because that doesn't work for everybody. I understand that. And I will never be somebody that pushes that on people. I know a lot of people, they weren't raised thinking that getting help is okay. But getting help is okay, people. But for those of you that don't necessarily want to go see a therapist that aren't comfortable with that, there are other ways to find therapy, to find peace and calmness in life. Whether that's meditating, whether that's writing, whether that's listening to music, whether that's working out. People, take time to get some therapy. Take time to find reasons to let your hair down, to, to turn that brain off for a little bit. We are constantly seeing things, whether it's social media, whether it's news, whether it's TV, whether it's coworkers, whether it's friends, we are constantly being overloaded with information, whether that be good. And a lot of times lately, it's felt like bad information. We are being overloaded with this information. We have to find ways to download that, reset, recharge, just like a computer. You gotta give your brain some rest. So people, you know how I like to end the show. I always like to give y'all a little bit of free game. So my free game for today, is people take time to fill your cup up. When tragedy happens, when bad things take place, a lot of times that cup can feel empty. A lot of times you can feel drained. You can feel exhausted. I have felt like that. I, coming into this show today, just watching the news and dealing with all this stuff, I was drained. I was tired. I was emotional looking at just what 
America continues to be and how America continues to let me and my people down. And it's so training. It's so training. And we wanted to come into this year with positivity. We want to come with come into this year with a fresh start after how rough 2020 has been. And but people, let me tell you guys, we are going to get past this nasty hump. I promise you. But the best way to do that, the best way to stay sane in all of this madness, is to find ways to get therapy, to find ways, find things that are therapeutic to you, to find things that make you just feel good, that make you smile, that refill that cup, people. We want to keep our cups full, man. We do not want the world, media, society draining our energy any longer, especially not my black and brown kings and queens. People, we need to keep our energy high because there's a shift coming. There is something coming. There is something happening. And I've been saying this since for a long time, since 2016, honestly. I've been talking about this shift. You've seen it in history books. You've seen it with ancient civilization. You've seen it with the Romans. You've seen it with the Greeks. You see this shift in power. And we made these jokes about, you know, us getting superpowers um, back in late December. You know, all that stuff, blah, 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 whatever. Nobody got their powers, whatever. But I do believe there is a shift. And I believe this shift has been happening for a long time. And I believe there's a lot of shifts happening behind the scenes that we don't even know about. But people, I'm talking about this shift because I do believe that God's people, black and brown people, that we are being set up to take the reins man that we are being set up to take over and that it is coming our time is coming and so you want to be ready for that time people you want to be ready for whatever that time is whatever that moment is whatever that shift is that comes people be prepared with that and the best way to be prepared is having that cup full having that energy having that positivity being there it's so easy to be negative during all these times it's so easy to feel defeated and drained but people fill that cup up any way you can like I said, whether it's reading the book, whether it's writing, whether it's listening to music, whether it's going to work out in the gym, whether it's playing with your dog, whether it's getting a massage, even though it's probably really tough to do in a pandemic, people find ways to fill that cup up, people. And I promise you, I promise you things will get better. But we got to stay positive. It all starts with the mind, baby. It starts with the mind, body, and the spirit. We got to take care of that, people. I want all of my people to be positive, to feel good, because that anger, that negativity, that pain, it will kill us from the inside. I promise you, I've seen it done. I've seen negative thoughts and negative energy manifested to cancer manifested to mental illness and people i never want that for you guys so i'm not here trying to preach i'm not here trying to stand on my high horse i am here because i care about all of you i care about all my listeners i care about all my out of character family and i just care about humanity in general so people take some time to fill that cup up get some positive energy and spread love and spread light people because I promise you, these dark days are passing. These dark days are passing. There is a shift coming. Mark my words. I'm not going to get too deep into it, but I promise you, a shift is coming, people. This is episode eight of the Out of Character Podcast. Episode eight, people. We are finished. We are done. We are at the end of the road. But last but not least, I got to shout out my black businesses, right? I love my black businesses. And for those of you guys that are listening, you can't see my beautiful stylish, my beautiful stylish hoodie that I'm wearing right now. It says Turst, T-I-R-S-T. And that is actually from an episode of You Better Ask Somebody, my Nebraska episode. If you haven't seen it, it's on YouTube. Go to YouTube. Check it out at OOC underscore TV. And my guy, Stice Austin White, we've had him on the show. He was on the first episode. He created the Out of Character logo, has made these dope hoodies. And, I'll, and, and if, you're, if you're watching, you saw Meeks was wearing the same hoodie. If you're listening, I'm telling you, Meeks got one in a different color. He got all his homeboys somewhere wearing it. We're showcasing it because we want to show our boys skills. And I am hoping that me showcasing this hoodie means that my guy is going to continue to make dope clothes and dope apparel because he has a talent for it. People, look at this. This thing is fire. And he made it just off of a conversation we had. It was an idea that sparked, and I personally think, these are gonna blow up. I think they're huge, man. They're fire, bro. You got the little, you got the little teardrop right there, the little drip, man. That shit's fire, bro. So everybody that's listening, 
go follow my boy at stice 2 code at stice 2 code give my boy a follow because he has just dope stuff and that is the black business i am highlighting right now and he's not just a business he's just a genius he's just a person that is so creative he has made so many cool things like i said he has made the artwork that's behind me right now man he is so talented and shout out to my boy stice for hooking me up with this hoodie man this is fire i can't wait to outside open up this might be the first thing i wear i got like a championship gear that i've been holding on to but this this right here might be the first thing i wear and you know what i, I i'll be honest with y'all i don't really wear yellow i don't really wear yellow because i'm so light-skinned but you know what this you know what it makes it look good i think yellow on yellow looks a little rough but this this looks good because he gave me that like little gold and black the little wu-tang thing i'm feeling it so shout out to my boy stice this hoodie is fire it's terse shout out to kevin for not really knowing how to speak english well because he was meaning to stay thirst but terse is way cooler than thirst so shout out to my people in nebraska go watch the nebraska episode if you haven't seen it so you better ask somebody we still gonna do those two when outside of them back up i promise you that but people this is the out of character podcast episode eight i am your host brian colbert my friends call me bc you can call me bc too if you listen and we appreciate you for listening thank you guys for being on this journey with us thank you guys for helping us open up the new year with love and positivity we cannot wait to continue to give you episodes to continue to give you good content and hopefully some more free stuff we love you we appreciate you thank you so much for supporting us we hope we have been able to give you a little bit of joy a little bit of happiness a little bit of light through these rough times people keep the faith keep that cup full and know that god loves you i love you god bless